Okay, we have to talk about cool spy gadgets today. Okay. Because it's 007. Oh, of course, yeah, 007. I was wondering that. 007, Tuesday, 26th of April. Yeah. And it's the uh, the new format, second bus trip. Minus beer today, so minus beer. So, with any luck, we'll be coherent. Although there are a couple of things from yesterday that I want to pick up on. Yeah, that's cool. One is, uh, you were right about Gabe. <laughs> Massive spheres of wrong there. Uh, the, the thing that cemented it for me was when he said that uh, I was mean to berate him for having an opinion. <laughs> when, in actual fact, what he was saying is that cowboys are better than pirates. I don't mind him saying that he prefers cowboys to pirates. Oh, he was saying... He was, he was, well, he was um, making it a matter of fact, and uh, I dispute that, and I think... Now, he can believe, and he can prefer cowboys to pirates, but yeah. what it comes down to is that pirates are simply better than cowboys <laughs> by, by way of fact. So... He said the facts of the matter, they are undisputed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and then he got all confused when we started talking about samurai cowboys in the future. Because he, he didn't see how that could possibly work, which clearly is, is a deficiency on his part. Yeah. I didn't reserve judgment until we got hold of the DP. Although I did point you to it. There yeah. really is a cowboy bebop. Yeah, okay, yeah, we we're picking up from yesterday, it wasn't some strange kind of music Andrew was trying to trick me into listening to. There is a DVD. You can get it from Amazon. We should put a link to it up on the site. We should put it in the um, semi-show notes. Yeah, although we've tried to stay away from show notes. Yeah, it's more a, a, a good paragraph about what to expect, isn't it? Yeah. We may need to start putting linky stuff up. It's more of a trailer. Yeah. A blurb, a summary. Yeah, that makes it sound cooler than it really is. Yeah, it really works. <laughs> Some of them sound really cool. Yeah. Perhaps we'll do, um, we'll, we'll do links. Links that came up in this cast if it's relevant. Okay, the other thing I wanted to correct from yesterday, mm-hmm. Daleks can fly. Oh, yeah. The new Radio Times came out. <laughs> Radio Times told us. Yeah, and it's got flying Daleks in it. In fact, wasn't that, though, a flying Dalek from 88? So they've been able to fly for nearly 15 years. Yes, yeah. But they've been they've been case-modded. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no climbing the stairs. You can't watch TV upstairs and think you're safe. Yeah, exactly. It's going to become a daily it's like It's like a Jaws 5 that can come out of the water and walk around on land, isn't it? Yeah, land, but, yeah. Yeah, that would be bad because I never used to have nightmares about jewels because I knew there was no water in my bedroom. Right, okay. So I didn't know how that logic cancelled out the fact that I could easily dream I was swimming, but it did. <laughs> I never had nightmares about jewels because I knew there was no water in my bedroom. Well, there you go. Kind of backwards logic beat my brain, which was good. In a helpful kind of way. In a really helpful kind of way. Uh, could have been, but jewels actually wasn't that scary. Uh, it was when it came out. Was I alive when it came out? <laughs> were, you like alive? Or... were you alive in, ni- what is it, 76? No. 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 I wasn't alive until 1980. See, therein lies the problem of talking about popular culture. Because I've got, what, 13 years on you? <laughs> exactly. I watched the moon... Well, no, I had my back to the moon landings while I played with my blocks. Oh, the, the, the desert fakings. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever see Capricorn 1? No. Capricorn 1 is a, 
uh, kind of a subpar film, but the, the premise is quite good. A reporter who gets wind of a NASA conspiracy just before the uh, the big manned flight to Mars, oh. and he discovers the, um, the the film unit where they're, they're shooting the, the pictures. <laughs> cool. And he, he kind of breaks in in the middle of the uh, the Mars landing and, and says, it's all a hoax. <laughs> it runs into screen. I'm not a Martian. I'm not a Martian. They probably just use video things to paint in green and go, look, we found a Martian. Yeah. This yeah. strange creature looks like a human. So where have you been today? You haven't been at work. No, well, I have. Well, you've uh, been working, just not on site. Exactly. I went to the Birmingham Music Network. Uh, they have a monthly meeting. And I got to do a presentation about the online music project, which took about 15 minutes of me pressing next on the um, PowerPoint. On the PowerPoint presentation while Tim talked. Oh. Oh, you were the slide monkey. I was. Uh, but then I also got to be the guy who stayed behind and listened to the rest of the meeting while Tim went home. Oh. Yeah. Which is not to indicate any kind of resentment on my part. It was very, uh, interesting. It was very interesting. But it was, uh, it was, it was worth doing because we got some people's names and some people's contact details and some people interested in the project. Well, making contacts with people is great. It's my new favourite. You have to meet people face to face. I've decided today. Well, it's, it's the only way you can get anything done. Yeah. Emailing people, phoning them, uh, doesn't work. Oh, I mean, face to face even beats the phone. I met. Um, what I did today was meet some people from um, a company called Quadrant that are dealers for Avid video networking. Oh yeah. Because um, you've just built the TV studio, haven't you? Yeah. Well, been involved in placing the orders for. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're looking at... Uh, I like it my way. You built the TV <laughs> Yeah, by hand. I probably will do this summer. Um, but yeah, so we had these people in to show us what Avid um, DV Express does. And I'd spoken to the guy on the phone. On the phone, I thought he was a really interesting, useful guy. Because there's that kind of thing where you... On the phone, the conversation really doesn't have the same dynamic. Um, you, you can't really catch somebody's eye to interrupt them or steer the conversation a different way. And, you're possibly distracted because you may be reading your email at the same time. But when I met the guy face to face, really interesting, knows exactly what he's talking about. Brought the sales rep with him, um, who I've had dealings before with the TV studio. And because I met them in person today, some other things that we've been getting quotes from them from, they're going back to suppliers and pushing suppliers for cheaper prices and all this kind of stuff that would never have happened via the email or the telephone because we ended up sitting down for coffee and chatting for nearly an entire day. Really positive outcome. Which is why I think we need to, um, for our podcasty, music thing, we need to go walkabouts, we need to go meet people, we need to go and talk to people. And, Somebody point high rivers at them. Yeah, and, and have conversations, and, and with, partly with people who are doing this, and people who are thinking of doing this, but also just for variety. But I want to pull it back to the um, the main point of this particular one. Uh, which bond? Oh, I don't know. See, the one, the first, the first memory I have is Roger Moore. I don't know whether that's just the first, the first Bond film I saw so I think that I was most familiar with Roger Moore but then I think Connery's probably slightly cooler I'm not sure yeah see I, I don't hold the kind of Connery hype uh, I think he was overrated as a uh, certainly as a sex symbol I mean he's a funny hairy man isn't he? funny hairy pointy man yeah um, but uh I, I actually, I actually rated Timothy Dalton as a as a Bond. 
Actually, I think my, my Connery thinks, as an actor, since he's got older, I think he's better. He plays the old man well. The distinguished, grey-haired old guy, I think he does really nicely. Yeah, although, I mean, there are very few films that I actually like him in. I'm, I'm actually thinking more of bit parts he's played, right. where he appears as the, the returning king at the end of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He's in it for, what, a minute? And he just comes across as quite regal and... You know, bit part stuff. I mean, it was the voice of that dragon. Oh yeah, the dragon film. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what that was. Well, it was a nonsense film, but he did the voice, all right. Yeah, uh, it's probably not that great actually. If you try and think of his um his greatest works, I mean, he's a bit like Michael Caine in that respect. Yeah, I don't think I've ever liked Michael Caine in anything, and I'm including Alfie in this. Which wasn't a good movie the first time around. No. See, I remember thinking a few years ago, kind of like, who were the greatest actors of our time? And for some reason, Tom Hanks kept coming up. Yeah, well, Tom Hanks keeps winning things. See, I remember him. The first thing I really remember him from was probably Big, I guess, and then yeah. Turner and Hooch. See, that was a mistake. The dog was funny, though. I, I was a kid, remember, and I, right, found, of course. I found the big snobbery dog amusing because I wanted one of them. Dog cop movies. There, I, there, there was a uh, sitcom on TV mm. um, before he'd made any films that he was in. Yeah. Um, I don't remember very much about it, except that either he was gay or he had to pretend to be gay. No. I can't remember which. You know, when I think hard about any actor, and when I said Hankson, I realised it's just because he's been in award-winning films. Yeah. So you're thinking of, I can't even remember the one where, um, was it Leaving Philadelphia or something? No, it was just called Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And there was obviously um, Green Mile, um, Saving Private Ryan, all kind of big. Yeah, and Castaway, and, and you know, I mean, he's... He's a bit, kind of, I mean, speaking of dogs, he's a bit kind of Labradorish, you know, and, and a Labrador puppy that kind of lollops along. He's sort of that. He's kind of really normal, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's in a kind of an 80s American actor that managed to carry on into the 90s and now. You know who I would have liked to have seen go on and do much bigger and better things? Mm. Emilio Estevez. Oh, from talking about people from the 80s, they're going to yeah. feel like they, they did But he, 80s. you know, I mean, Charlie Sheen went on to do some awful television, but, but you know, he had a talented brother. Charlie was. Sheen was on some nonsense last night, on Sunday or something, him and his brother and a kid, and it was rubbish. It's yeah. after Joey, which is also rubbish. It is, I have to say. I haven't seen a full episode of it, but oh, I, I completely bother. failed to smile at it yet, so I haven't tried again. I, Christian Slater, 80s actor. Yeah. He's dark. I, like, I mean, I've got Heathers in Pump Up the Volume. See, great Heath, film. Heathers, Heathers is great, but I mean, I mean, Christian Slater more recently, uh, I'm struggling. Actually, there was a great moment with him. I'm pretty sure it was him. Actually, I'm starting to question it, but there's a, um, an early uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, a true romance. No, that's, a, that's a good film. Yeah, that's a good film. It's good in that. That's also on the shelf in my Christian Slater selection. 
but I think I'm doing the um, the growing older thing where you know with everybody it's I like your old stuff better than your new stuff yeah I, I don't think I really am the kind of person that has particularly favourite actors now that I consider it I don't know if I examine the art of acting and can see a consistency in somebody or I think it's more when people say they have a favourite actor partially it's like actors often play in the same kinds of films yeah so if you like action films you'll like a guy that ends up landing all the big action roles or whatever hmm. I don't know I suppose there are some versatile actors around though I mean you know although Capex was crap I was about to say I watched know. that last night actually um you know, there's something to be said for the lead character or the lead actor. You know, I forget his name is Kevin. No, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I mean, he's done some great stuff. He's done some dogs, but he's done some great stuff. But he's quite versatile. Yes, he is. Yeah. And him and Seven was just kind of the embodiment of evil. He was yeah. kind of like the flesh Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> the non-tin version. Morgan Freeman's quite good. Yeah, it's kind Seems of like good stuff. Yeah, but he's kind of like whenever a Hollywood film needs the older black man, he's Morgan Freeman. He's typecast for that. Yeah. Well, Denzel Washington would be the younger one, but now he's getting older. Yeah. So he'll probably uh, Will Smith probably the young one. Now. Yeah. Then, he's, the, he's the sort of the uh, shooting from the hip kind of uh, wisecracking. I don't actually mind Will Smith. No, I, I, I've got no problem with him. I didn't like that Wild Wild West movie. I thought Men in Black was quite funny and a bit of a giggle. Yeah. Um, iRobot was cool. So I haven't seen that. That's pretty cool. I think he can do serious if he has to. Oh, and is it Fifty First State, the Big Brother movie, or Enemy of the State? Enemy of the State. Enemy it wasn't State. bad, actually. That was quite. But it had Gene Hackman in it, and I've, I've never liked him in anything since French Connection. Yeah, he's a bit odd, actually. This turned into movie cast. It has, but let's let's um, let's take it back to, to Bond gadgets. Which would you have? See, the, actually, interestingly, there are two kind of competing books out at the moment for the teen market, and I know this because Jake's reading them. Um, one is the Alex Ryder series, the Anthony Horowitz books, with a teen spy who gets sort of uh, okay. his parent, his parents are killed, and his uh, his auntie and uncle. Are, I don't know what the story is exactly, but he ends up working for MI6 as a, as a sort of 13, 14 year old. Yeah. But he gets cool gadgets, like yeah. really cool gadgets. He has a um, uh, a Game Boy that sort of fires poison darts, and, you know. <laughs> Uh, As you do, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, um, and all that, that kind of stuff. And you twist it three times and it becomes a hand grenade. Yeah. And, okay. um, and then there's a new one out, uh, Silverfun, which is kind of the origins of James Bond at school. <laughs> Did you ever see the lame TV show James Bond Jr.? No. It was when he was at college somewhere. Okay. But I think what must have happened is that um, that James Bond has kind of gone out of copyright as a character. Oh, so he's been nabbed. Yeah, and somebody's decided, well, I can do something with this and I can make something out of it. But I think I, I kind of like the idea of uh, the Alex Ryder books a little bit more because it does kind of embody the spirit of the James Bond books without actually nabbing the character. Yeah, which is kind of, you don't... If you just take the, the idea and present it nicely, you don't have to get all offended by ruining the, your own perceived imagination of what the character was before he was 
in the modern films kind of thing yeah if that made any sense at all if they start deciding they're filling in James Bond's early years that has an impact when we watch James Bond films again and they're never going to manage to make them all hook up and work properly so well because they don't there is no internal logic in yeah. those films I mean, there's a reason Doctor Who looks different from series to series, but well, they, 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 yeah, they deal with that, don't they? Yeah. But gadget-wise, there are some, there have been some great gadgets. Although I have to say that John Cleese's Q is wrong. It doesn't work. It's not a character. It's not. It shouldn't be that much of a comedy character. I, I find him hard to deal with anyway. Please, because he should be shouting. Yeah. I just, but I, I mean, I cringe waiting for the voice to raise. I find him an uncomfortable actor. I think. Yeah, he was—he was so much more entertaining when he was mentally unstable. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know. He, he, he's a one-trick pony. I think. I mean, I don't know if that's going to offend anyone, but of course it is. Huge. But that's how we're going to get the responses, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to go for um, controversy, won't we? Depends how many. Uh, this having been nominated in Geekcast, maybe we're going to be offended. Stop talking about films, talk about wires instead. Talk about wires and software. Well, I've actually been taking a, a head break from wires, except for um, you sort of pointed me towards uh, what was it, MSN Messenger, Yeah. which I'm kind of in two minds about. It, it sort of seems like a, a slippery porthole into a whole world of, of Microsoftisms. Oh, it's rubbish and horrible, just everyone's on it, I think is the problem. It was easy to get you to get on Messenger than to cover everyone else to Skype. And also Messenger did, until recently, seem to work at work, whereas right. Skype is... Skype is work. Yeah. Pretty much occasional. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the moment, there isn't time for instant message conversation anyway, so... Well, no. It's become kind of moot that, you know, being able to just send a message up to someone's desk. If it's that urgent, you can probably climb the stairs or pick up the phone. Yep. I don't have time for incidental conversation. It, yeah. I try to avoid Microsoft stuff. I use OpenOffice. Yeah, I'm sort of in two minds about that. I, I need to be convinced about its kind of uh, compatibility with everybody else. Oh yeah, it's fine. You save as um, a doc instead of its native format. Right. You just have to remember to. Sometimes I'm taking a file to work and realise I've saved it in the wrong format. But right. that's my own stupid fault. But yeah, it's taking a break from... I haven't really touched the server this week. I know I can serve torrent off it. We haven't done that yet. Um, well, I mean, the, the disappointing iPod thing... I don't know if we've talked about that. Are we on? I think we mentioned it. But I think the, uh, the the problem is iPodder doesn't actually reseed torrents. It can receive them. It can essentially it can leech, but it can't put the torrent back out there again. So there's no kind of community or swarm or cluster about it. So it doesn't really save us any um, bandwidth. Not at all. Unless we seed ourselves at home, and that's saving us tiny amounts of bandwidth. And well, it means that, yeah. We seem to be getting a fair few downloads, though. I mean, so, say again, if you are listening, a quick email would be nice just to know who you are and why you listen. I have a suspicion maybe the initial bunch of people that um, we told about it subscribed and are still picking it up through their podcatcher, but not necessarily listening. <laughs> I, mean, I know I've got a couple of shows that I pick up that I never listen to. I just haven't removed my 
subscription yet. Yeah, I get altogether too many IT conversations. Yeah, and I like it, but I don't think I want to listen to sort of five a day. No, quite. I'm still happy with my once a week um, speechless show, Luke Stark's instrumental show. We've got another one today, which is cool. I would have arrived yesterday. Dawn and Drew and Adam Curry, that's my my time for listening to podcasts. You're kind of a mainstream podcast. I am already. You know, in an underground thing, I'm being mainstream. Yeah. But Adam's kind of interesting because he's, a, he's a, kind of a keyhole into what's happening because he talks about it because he's involved with it. Yeah. Whereas I, I went through, I get through phases with Dawn and Drew. I, at first, I sort of listened to a couple and thought, oh, I don't see the appeal, really. Yeah. And then I got quite enthusiastic about it for quite a while, and I've just sort of dropped away and going, it's kind of, it's the same again. Uh-huh. And there's no kind of development, which probably is quite true of the bus cast, but it's young. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think things need to happen in the lives of the podcasters, otherwise they are telling you about the same routines, and once you go through the cycle, mm. it's going to become repetitive. What we need is some kind of tragedy in our lives. I'd rather not. I'd rather have some kind of glorious celebration. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Oh, no. A lottery ring, for instance, and then we'd be coming at you with the bus cars with all the best equipment and our own we'd private hit, bus. Yeah, we'd, hit, we'd buy a bus. Take the buzzcast on the road. Have we done this before? Yeah. Actually, that's a great idea. Did you just stream this? Did, yeah, have we had this conversation? A, not on record. B, yes, on record, and everyone's hearing it again. But didn't I say something about getting a bus and we drive around the country and we stop the stops, people get on and we buzzcast with them and then we let them off again? Sure, we've had that conversation. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I think. Yeah, I can't. I don't think you can. It's like like uh, the people who download the show. You can't always assume that I'm listening when you're talking. <laughs> well, that feels me full of comfort. Well, I'll hear it later, right? You yes. Know, I have to. I have to clean it up and remove the background oh, noise. You, you do listen to the show, so yeah, you? absolutely. I, I kind of listened and realised that I've only recently remembered saying these things. So. Although it is cool archive, you know, maybe if the MP3s are still around in five years, it'd be interesting to listen back and, what were we doing? Yeah, how little we knew. If only we'd sort of anticipated this disruptive technology, we would have been, you know, millionaires. Did we get toys in the post? We think we may have toys in the post? I think there are toys in the post. I think actually this will be the last uh, iRiver native mic cool. cast. And hopefully there's a package waiting for me at home with a, with a new mic with uh, all sorts of stereo-ness in it. Fantastic. Is that at home or is that at the post office? Well, I don't know whether it's been collected or not. Okay. That might mean a trip to King's Heath, probably. I think so, yeah. I think that might be my job. Yep. So, check that out. What's tomorrow, Wednesday? Yep. All right, I might be able to do that tomorrow morning, if worst comes to the worst. That's what I normally do when I don't get things delivered. I get up earlier and go to King's Heath and then back down to um, to work. Well, that'll be cool, the, the Griffin stereo mic, and we're going to stick it on the seat in front of us. With Bluetech. With Bluetech. Yep. And um, For extra high-tech. Yeah, so it'll sound like we're talking forwards and instead of downwards as if we've clipped it onto somebody's coat. Yeah, although I'm starting to wonder about the distance. You know, if the mic's... Oh, that should work, eh? If the mic's there... If it's working now, it's going to be more powerful than what we're using now. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know about more powerful. I, mean, I wonder how much extra, extra surrounding stuff it'll pick up. I mean, it'll just be pointing at the two windows left and right. <laughs> hey, I, I noticed how much, actually, I listened to um, the most recent bus cast. 
I could hear conversations I didn't remember hearing when we were there. No. Other people clearly, I could catch out entire phrases. And, oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I listened to the same ones and I couldn't hear what they were saying. I could hear that, that they were talking, but not what they were saying. Oh, I picked up a couple of entire sentences and phrases and things. Probably because I was tuning us out somehow. <laughs> Maybe it's I've heard this before, let's listen in the mix for something more interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, with stereo placement, you'll be able to sort of focus your attention over to the left or, you know. Well, I mean, because we sit and it's going to be in the middle, then we'll hopefully one of us will be on one side and one on the other. Yeah. And the dead spot will be there. That could work. Like what, improving the quality is something we're trying to do. Aren't we great? Yeah. Hey, um, new Hitchhiker's Guide series coming up on the radio next week. Yes, I heard that. That'll be interesting. The, uh, the fourth... Was it the fourth series in the trilogy? Yeah. Which would be interesting, although everybody's sounding so much older. Because uh, they've got the same actors playing the same characters that oh. they were playing in 1979. Is there a, a Pro Tools um, filter that goes make you up? No, afraid not. I mean, there's the Arthur Dent. Arthur Dent sounding a little worse for wear, but I guess that's kind of... Oh, he- Appropriate. Yeah, well, you travel across half the length of the universe in your dressing gown, even if you know where your towel is, it's going to work. Actually, that's something that would be interesting. We've got the we've got the guys who drive to work on on their um, podcast. Yeah, we've got us. Bus home. home. We need a hitchhiker. Yeah. There has to be like a podcasting hitchhiker. He would just kind of travel up and down whatever country he happens to be. Well, he'd, he'd have to hitchhike towards a oh, internet connection. Just around. But he'd never get to upload if he, if he was on the road. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, his day would have to end at an internet cafe. Yeah, with a laptop or yeah. a... You know, just, or a hot, he could hitchhike between all the known hotspots with his wireless laptop. I'm willing to do it if somebody wants to fund it for 12 months. It sounds like a great research project. It does. You could get an M-fill in hitchhiking. With, with podcasting. With radio-esque things. Yeah. That would be cool. Be in fact, you could get... I, re- I reckon you could actually get a proper radio program out of it. Uh, and you call it the Hitchhiker's Guide to Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Take a spin on a current theme. Yeah. Oh, we almost got so when's the movie out? Really soon? Yeah, like a week or so. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe two. Is it coming out in the States first? Or? No, no, no. no. Um, Britain gets it first because it's a British production. And yeah, but sometimes they still stick it out over the pond first. I'm not sure about them. Because I'm more familiar with the books than I am anything else. Right, see, in, in order of how good they are, radio series comes top. Then books. Then books. Then TV series. Well, no, TV, TV series just kind of doesn't even yeah. yeah, it doesn't even inhabit the same sphere. Some of the words were all, were, were still funny, but the deliveries were not that good. Yeah. And uh, Ford Prefect ruined it. He was just wrong. Is he not? How are you? Well, how you imagine the character? Not only that, but he just wasn't actually a very good actor. Oh, okay. They got somebody different to do Ford Prefect and Trillian. Yeah. Uh, whereas Arthur Dent was the same guy, and Zaphod was the same guy. Oh, from radio. From radio. Oh, okay. So, that so their voices were right. Yeah. Uh, but Ford's not only was Ford's voice not right, but he actually wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, Whereas, what I've seen of the forthcoming film, although everybody's different, everybody's perfectly cast. 
the only thing I remember from like I haven't even seen a trailer yet. I've seen some images, and kind of Marvin stands out as being very modern. I kind of always imagined him as a bit clunky and boxing, but yeah, I don't know if that was just technology or drawings at the time. You might be right. I think um, he's meant to be brand new though. Didn't he come with the heart? Yeah, he did. So he's, he should be brand. He new. should be brand new. Yeah. And um, I think getting Alan Rickman to do the voice of Marvin was a good. Alan Rickman's doing it. Yeah, Alan Rickman's fantastic. Yeah. He's, a, he's one on the list for interesting actors. Yeah. He's really good in Dogma as, um, as the uh, Metatron. He's really dry. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I like. There was this kind of weirdly good Star Trek takeoff uh, that Alan Rickman was in with the. What's his name? The guy from uh, Home Improvement. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. And it was. It looked like it was kind of the worst kind of comedy satire movie. A family in space type thing. No, what it was was these guys were were like they used to be the stars of this old kind of Star Trekish kind of. And the, the aliens had been watching the show. Yeah, they thought it was real. Yeah, and they had to make like it was real. They had to come and basically save the aliens. Was Rickman the science guy? And yes, he was Alan kind of the, the captain character. Yeah. Uh, now we're we're trying to um, negotiate moving buttons. Perhaps we should end there. Yeah. Save our lives rather than finish conversations.